Welcome to Finneytown Local School District's official podcast, the only place to listen to the in-depth stories from our students, staff, and community members. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the official podcast of the Finneytown Wildcats. We hope you had a great weekend and enjoyed the outdoors and ready for another week of school. Today on the podcast, alongside my co-host, Mike Kennedy, we have Evie Epifano, new teacher to us at the secondary campus, teaches social studies here, and we're excited to have you today. Evie, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Mike, thanks for joining me for yet another podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. Right before we started this podcast, Evie told us that she does improv or has done improv, so our expectations of how this is going to be is high. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Set the bar with that that uh, insight. Yes. So, um, Evie, you're a new teacher here with us at the secondary campus, and, and we're so glad to have you. Mike and I asked you to join us on the podcast to share with our community, our listeners, um, about what it was like um, going through the interview process, accepting the position, choosing us, and then shortly after that, having the newest staff orientation and um, your work with RP and PBL during that orientation, which was three days uh, back in late August. So we're ready to, to hear your story about those topics. But first, as always, rapid fire, MK. Okay, don't hesitate on here. You ready? Okay. In which subject did you struggle with most in school? English. Wow, that was fast. Okay. What's your hobby? Board games. Specifically? Anyone is your favorite board game? No, I try them. I like them all. Okay. Favorite TV show? Gilmore Girls. You know what? My daughter, Lorelai, yeah. is named after that, that uh, character. Okay. I, I heard you mention her name, and I was wondering. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. That's where I got the name. I love Gilmore Girls. Your favorite TV show, Mike? We learn about you from Mountain Men. <laughs> Mountain Men? Is that real? Yes. You heard of that, Ed? Not at all. Not it's where they live out in the wilderness with nothing. And they hunt for their own food and they build their own cabins and everything. Mountain men. Yep. All right, good. Rugged. Do you consider yourself a mountain man? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> nope. I can't even camp. I don't like it. Neither but can I. The struggle's real. All right. What do you impulse buy most at the store? Office supplies. Really? I love pens. Like specific pens, or are you like that particular, or are you just any kind of? Pen? No, they. I just they come up. They come out with new pens, and I like the fact that they're there. Nice, <laughs> nice. So, like, if I go to your house, you have like a collection, or is it organized, or you just yeah. like toss them? No, I have three pen cuffs on my desk at home. One is for all of my different colors of G two pilots. One is for all my highlighters, and then one is for all of the other random ones that I've collected. Now, will you notice if a pen's missing? Probably not. Okay. My daughter notices if I misplace a pen that goes in the drawer. Well, I will notice if I left a pen in a particular place, like if I left a pen on the island in the kitchen and then somebody puts it away, I will be irate that the pen is not where I left it. Really? And I have three roommates, so things move Uh. around. Uh, Yeah. See, my daughter, Leandre, she's four. And if I take one thing in her room and move it to a different spot, or I take a pen and put it in the wrong spot, she goes, Daddy, that doesn't go there. It goes here. I'm like, yes, ma'am. Got it. Duly noted. She is on it. Everything has its place. Yeah. 
Well, thank you. You survived rapid fire, and now oh, we know it? you have. That was it. Oh, okay. And now we know you have a pen collection. Yeah, I will call it of G twos. Yeah, specifically. G twos are my favorite pen. I need, I need to look at what our pens are. I don't even know what G two pen is. I think I might have a G two. Are they Bic? I think they're Pilot. Pilot. They're okay. gel. Ooh, no, oh, I do they not glide. have. Okay. They also smudge. Hmm. If I think I know what you're talking about now. You right-handed or left-handed? I'm right-handed. If you're left-handed, you shouldn't use. Don't use gel because you'll just smudge it. Mm. Interesting. These are the things. We talk about on the podcast. That's right. You know, yeah. That's why Being right-handed here. is a privilege when you are writing. Yes. You don't smudge your it gel pens. No. Mm-hmm. All right. So why did you choose Finneytown? Tell us that story. Okay. So I coming into education is actually a career change for me. I worked in project management type roles for about five years between undergrad and doing my master's where I got my teaching license. When I graduated in April of last year from, or this year from UC, I started looking at anywhere that was looking for a social studies teacher. I actually had been approached by another school to teach math because I have a math minor from my undergrad um, and was in like serious conversations with them. But when I came to interview at Finneytown, Um, I loved that part of the interview process was meeting with students and actually getting to have conversations with students. And I was being evaluated on the way I interacted with students, not just how well I interviewed with adults, because that's a different skill. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually, the thing that stuck out to me the most was I asked students what their favorite part of Finneytown was. And one of them was like, I love that we don't have a dress code. And that's something I cared a lot about was allowing students to express themselves and kind of stay away from the problematic parts of a dress code. And so there were just a lot of little signs that I I really vibed with the culture and approach to education hmm. here. That's great. So you just started off with a good feeling, huh? Yeah. Nice. And then the interview was good and people were receptive and I, you know, they at, the questions were good. I got asked, like, how would I have approached a relationship differently from the beginning to make it have a better outcome? I thought that was a great question. And and now that I know it's so RP, like it's so restorative practices to be asking that kind of a question. And so the interview reflected that and it just gave me a good feeling. I could trust my gut on a lot of stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So when you walked out of the interview, how did you feel about it? I felt like... I was a good fit and that they were a good fit. The world we hear this mm-hmm. was a good fit. Um, and it did not take very long for Ms. Miller to call me. So it felt like a good, quick decision on both ends. I don't know if she's going to be mad that I brought that up, but she called me like, I think, four hours after the interview. Four hours. Wow. It was really You fast. must have made a big impression. Of course, you're here, so you did. Yeah. That's great. I, I remember hearing uh, from the team that you had interviewed and that they felt very strongly about you. And so it doesn't surprise me when when the team feels good and then Carol's on board, Miss Miller, our principal, uh, she's, she's going to make that phone call quickly. So it sounds like she did. I also think it's important for me to say thank you for choosing us. Absolutely. Um, because I think a lot of employers think, you know, we choose people, but I mean, really, you guys choose to be here. And so we're lucky to have you. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> so now you were hired. Carol gave you that uh, phone call quickly after you left the interview. Um, 
obviously you you accepted and said yes, chose us, and like Medic said, thank you. Uh, but then, uh, wh- when did you interview? By what time of May? Oh, so there so was. So I all... had the whole summer to just think about starting to teach. So that, okay, a few months go yeah. by, right? And um, that's actually something we want to work on f- um, for the future. Is we hire a lot of candidates um, in April and May. That's typically the hiring season in education. But then there's kind of this lull or period of no contact between us and our new hires until that August month hits. So something we want to improve upon maintaining that connection after the initial offer and acceptance before the orientation happens in August. But the orientation did happen. Mm-hmm. Mike, I know you and your teammates, uh, Lauren Henline, Tammy Dietz, and Mike Rosa facilitated that three-day orientation in our new building, Finneytown Elementary. And so uh, tell us about your experience during that uh, three-day staff orientation. Yeah. So if I may just jump back, Lauren Henline actually did a great job of staying in touch with me over the summer. She was answering some questions throughout uh, the few months between my hire and actually starting. So shout out to Lauren. Shout out to Lauren. Yeah, right she's there. awesome. Yeah. For sure. And she's also our district mentor um, specialist who who organizes the mentoring and facilitates that process for our, our new teachers. So it's no surprise that she did that, and that feels good to hear. Yeah. So the orientation, um, I, I didn't actually really know what to expect. Uh, I didn't know if it was going to be an orientation where I was getting, like, a tour of the building and, like, doing paperwork. Um, but coming in on that first day, it was really nice. And, and we, by the third day, all of us new hires were talking about, like, we walked into the room on that first day not really knowing what to expect. But all of us, even though a lot of us have, like, social anxiety, we're all really calm. And so I don't know what it was about. Maybe it was the space. Maybe it was, like, Tammy was meeting us at the front door, and how can you be anxious around Tammy? Right. Um, And so it was just a very, like, it felt right. Like, it felt like everybody was meant to be there and was all had this common goal of, you know, coming together and understanding what the district was about. And so when we started going into the restorative practices and PBL training, it, it made sense why the vibe was the way that it was, that... That's the the kind of environment that is created here at at Finneytown in general. So you talked about the space, Tammy welcoming. You know, we know that's a sign of good hosting is uh, having someone to welcome our guests when we bring people together. Tammy, you're right. How can you feel uncomfortable on, around her? She's so uh, warm and welcoming. Um, but when you got into the room at the new building, it was one in one of our project labs. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the architecture of the room like? So there's this giant, like, garage door that's opened to the lobby of the space. The chairs were in a circle. There was a binder for all the new hires sitting on the chairs. Um, We signed in and got a name tag so we could all start introducing ourselves to each other. And immediately it was clear that, like, this was a conversation. It wasn't a lecture because there was nobody standing at the front. I think maybe you had something up on the projector of just the agenda, so we knew what was happening, but there wasn't any kind of, like, I don't know, like, ugly PowerPoint. It was just the agenda up. Mm -hmm. And so we came in, and some of us, you know, as we sat down next to each other, started introducing ourselves, and then that sort of just naturally evolved into the the get-to-know-you activity. I mean, there was a moment where the the facilitators were like, hey, thanks for coming, we're going to start this thing now. 
but it did feel like you were just coming into the room, you're introducing yourselves to people, and then we're going to do a more structured introduction to people. So you're, so you saw the circle, uh, the room was cared for, obviously your interview, uh, were you in a circle there too? The students were, yeah. So when we, when I ran the, the student part was, and then yes. When you sat down with the adults. Yeah. With the adults was also in a circle. Yeah. So I guess you've picked up on the fact that we like circles around. Love circles. And so, um, well, that's cool to hear. And, um, you know, I was there for the first hour uh, of the new staff. I love that training, the RP training, and the way that Mike, Tammy, Lauren, and uh, Mike Rosa facilitated it was fantastic. What I love about that training, though, I don't know if you had this feeling or not. Actually, tell me how you felt for the first activity, because I know Tammy welcomed, but then we got into right uh, to the first activity, which is good Good to meet, you got to go, where we stand up <laughs> and literally go around, and I'd say, Hi, my name's Eric Mushroom. You say, hi, I'm Evie. And I say, good to meet you. You got to go. And ride on to the next person. We do that for like three minutes. It's yeah. mass chaos. What were you thinking while that was going on and right after? Because that's a bizarre activity to start with. Yeah. I think I recognized that there were people in the room that were from the district. And I was nervous about like going around and introducing and then like having a moment of like, Laurie was there. And it's a little nerve wracking when like your boss's boss is in the room to meet you on the first day. But that activity was like, Oh, you're just another person in the sea of people. And Mm -hmm. as I actually, I hate like structured team builders on the first day. Like sometimes they just feel so forced. And that one just felt like, no, we really just want to give you the opportunity to meet every single person in this room as an individual before you even know what their roles are. was really cool. Awesome. What were some other aha moments? Think of the whole three-day training. What other aha moments happened for you during that training? Well, I think we talked about this too at the training was that a lot of us were like, this feels intuitive to us. And now we have actual procedure and practices and we can say that what we're doing is backed by research, that it all sounds like good teaching. You're making relationships with students you're making sure that you see the person before the, you know, grade or whatever it is, and you're expecting people to behave like an adult, and you wait for them to prove you wrong before you start inflicting whatever. And it's always a conversation. It's not punitive. And that all seemed so obvious. Like, when you start teaching, if you have empathy, I think that's the way that you approach your relationships with students. But to hear, like, here are some ways to be really intentional about that and here's how to, like, hone that as a skill. And if anybody questions why you're doing it, it's backed by research and this is, you know, a district-led initiative. Um, That was my biggest takeaway that, like, I wasn't just doing this because I made it up. I'm doing it because it's the way that is natural and the way that works for students. Nice. You know, I... You know, we've worked with you behind the, well, behind the scenes too, Mike Rosa, myself, and Tammy. This first couple of weeks, we've met with you, I think, twice. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got another meeting scheduled, and I know we're planning a, a PBL project for the second quarter, so we're really excited about that. And I can say, um, you know, I come in your room, and you're speaking the language of restorative practice. You're living it. You're doing it with your students. And, I mean, that just makes me happy to know that's part of what you do. But it also 
it's a, for the students. It makes me excited to see that. So I just want to give you a shout out and say, you know, super impressed the first couple of weeks here. Thanks. And um, I'm looking forward to partnering with you to, to get in there and do some liberating structures, some collaborative learning things with your kids for our, for the PBL. So yeah. we'll have to have some of your kids come back on the podcast too. Oh, yeah. And talk about that. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Get them in here. Absolutely. So we're going to close this out here with one last question. The question is, what is possible at Finneytown that is not possible at any other school for you as a teacher? That's a big question. I Look, think. I'm sorry. Mike loved that question before you walked in. He's like, I have good closing questions. So you say it's a big question, and Mike's great right beaming? there. Well, it I am. Because any question that makes somebody pause is a good one, right? That's it right. Is. That's right. It's just, sorry. <laughs> Go I'm, for it. I'm glad I, I fed right into yeah, that. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Thank yeah. you. I can sleep tonight. <laughs> I, I think coming into education as a second career, if you can even call, I don't know. Yeah, coming into education as a second career, I have a goal as an educator and as a social studies teacher. My goal is to create or at least help students become civically aware and then engage in the democracy that we have in this, you know, community. And I think there is a hesitation and a fear, at least in the world right now, that educators might not have that voice to help empower students and inspire them to do whatever they think is best for their community. And so I feel like at Finneytown, I'm given the space by administration and also through restorative practices that I can engage students in hard conversations about how to make their community better. Wow. That's a that's amazing. Big question, big answer. Yeah. So she nailed it, Mike. I think, is that improv skills coming into play? I guess. I also, <laughs> I have hurt. that. I have that elevator pitch because I'm ready to like, if somebody questions why I'm doing something in the classroom, that's my answer. I like it. And if you walk through, you might hear conversations that other teachers might not be comfortable having with their students, but I think it's really important. I like that. And I'm sure our students are learning and thinking critically in those conversations. So that's awesome to hear. Yeah. And I feel that too. When you say that we have an administration that allows us the space, I think that's what you said, space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. Yeah. And they're there. I mean, I've had more walkthroughs than I can count. Like administration is a, is a, a round. They want students to see them, but they're not jumping in and being like, why are you doing it that way? Mm-hmm. They're just there to support Nice. Well, Mr. Muchmore, how can we hear about this podcast and what's coming up? Well, you can find us on Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just search for Finneytown Wildcats and you'll find the podcast on those five platforms. Evie, so great to have you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely, MK. Fantastic job today. I appreciate working alongside of you. And, you know, Evie, we had you in here as a new teacher to share about uh, the hiring process, new staff orientation, and a bit about your classroom. But I have to say, um, you're, you're an example of how great our hiring class has been uh, this year. I mean, 
I've heard so many great stories uh, from people about our new hires and all the wonderful things that they're already doing in their classrooms with our students to foster an environment that's safe, welcoming, and where students are learning. And so uh, it's just a really good story that you shared with us today, and, and we appreciate it. Many more stories here at Finneytown Local School District. We'll be bringing them to you through the podcast all year long. Episodes drop on Monday, and we hope you have a great week. See you again.